Hello, and welcome to Big Snackers. This is the first episode, and like any great show, we'll start off with a theme song. It's a good, I'd say it's a good theme song. <laughs> well, it's going to be here every week, so I hope you liked it. So this is Big Snackers. This is uh, the first episode. Justin and I here. Hello, Justin. Hi. I guess we should start with an introduction. Justin and I have known each other what, 12 years? No, four, actually 14. Yeah. That makes me feel really old. <laughs> yeah, it's been since 99. And I've actually, I was thinking on the way over here that we're basically like the old men now. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, you know, when we were younger and people we know, how like you would listen to like punk or hardcore and your parents would be like, what is that? Like, that's me now. With like dubstep, yeah, or anything like that. Like Pretty I don't, much. I don't get it. And it <laughs> any, makes me like feel a, really old. Any kind of EDM, like which I don't get. Begins don't. the question of, are we just getting older, or does every generation music get shittier? I think we're just getting older. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're always going to say that it gets shittier because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, yeah, when I hear something by like Diplo or A Track, yeah, I don't know what's happening because it doesn't sound like it has a melody to right. it. It, it just sounds like. Somebody accidentally uh, knocked over a Casio, and it just went, <laughs> just turned on. It's true, though. I, I don't get it. And these kids listen to it, and I don't get what they wear. I don't get what they listen to. I don't get what they find attractive. The worst part about it is, is I don't think that it's even like their fashion sense isn't even that questionable because all it is is they looked back at the 1990s yeah, and just started wearing the stuff from the early 90s again. That's true. And the problem is the nostalgia loop is getting too small. That's true, because usually stuff comes around every few generations. Yeah. Now it's like people are so unoriginal. Yeah. But at the same time, then I wonder, I'm like, well, when I was younger and I listened to punk rock, there was all these dudes that were like my age now that were like, that stuff sucks. You got to listen to Black Flag. Oh, I yeah. Like, I don't want to listen to Black Flag. I mean, but the, the, the problem is, is those guys still exist. Like, well, it's true. I mean, that's they're true. just older like now. Fifty but, now and have kids, yeah. and they're still like, I remember when I saw the Ramones. Yeah, and it's like, so do I. I saw them as well, but yeah. I was like, you know, just because I'm younger doesn't mean I don't know about a band. But the thing is, as much as I don't really like old punk or hardcore, see, like Black Flag is still cooler than dubstep. Yeah, it is. So, I'd much rather listen to it than any kind of. Uh, I'd much like, rather hang out with this. Well, no, Greg Jen seems like an asshole. <laughs> I think most of the guys in those older punk bands seem like assholes. It's true. That's true. But anyways, introducing ourselves. Yeah. Justin and I, we met at a laser tag arena, and that's not creepy at all. And it was when we were in a laser tag league. We were in a laser tag league. And back in those days, which actually this, when I say that, it's funny because this lasted for like two weeks. It was a terrible idea. But the laser tag place, you could bring your own music in, and you could play whatever you brought in over that. And I, I brought the first Dillinger 4 album. And at the time... It's pretty rare, I think, for most yeah. of the Dillinger 4, so Justin was with some of his friends, and we all talked. And we, let, we went the next time, and they are like, we don't do that anymore, which made sense, because yeah. I'm sure somebody... Well, you played uh, Dillinger 4, and you played um, that Suicide Machines. Yeah, su- and the Hippos, I believe. Yeah. People yeah. listening to this probably <laughs> don't even know who these bands <laughs> are. Well, I mean, considering that most of it was like, it was like us, like, I think you were like 16 at the time, I was 19. Yeah. And then it was like a bunch of 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds because that's what the league was designed for. <laughs> but it was like me, you, and Tom Schmidt, and Nathan. We owned it because of that. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was fantastic. I, I had wonderful times we at never Laser lost. Tag. 
but <laughs> so I recommend that if you're anywhere between 16 and 20 something listening to this, go join a laser tag league. Yeah. You'll win and you'll feel good about yeah. yourself. You'll crush those 10th graders or 10. 10 and they might cry, but you go home with a trophy. That's true. And that's the important thing. And you might meet a guy that's named Dan who wears a Wiley Coyote t-shirt every week and is kind of like middle-aged and kind of fat, but is the greatest laser tag player that you'll ever see. And also tries to tell you about how he bought speakers for his home uh, stereo (laughs) system that he almost got arrested for because he was in his apartment, even though it wasn't true and everything he said wasn't true. I remember Dan. So, yeah, we met there, and uh, Justin is a comedian now. Mm Mm-hmm. And works at a trucking office, yeah. which we can get into that many times on this podcast, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. sure. Many good stories. Justin does stand-up and is much funnier than me. I play music in a band called Mixtapes, who's kind of successful for some reason. Yeah, how did that even happen? I don't know. <laughs> just, I wrote some songs that were depressing because I was depressed and people liked them, I guess. This is very odd because I, I think it's funny. Um, well, I don't know if this ever happens to you or whatever. But you, you I mean, because you know a lot of people in bands and stuff like that. But we've known each other for so long and everything, and I always think it's funny. Like, I always wonder if, like, I if I say something to you, or if somebody sees me talking to you out, like, around, like, as far as like when there's people that are fans of your band around or whatever. Yeah. If they get the misinterpretation, like they think we're not good friends or something, you know, right. they think we're just like, you know, like talking or whatever. I always think it's strange, or like when you're on Facebook or something, somebody comments on something or yeah. I comment on something. I always think they're like they think I'm just like some like fan you know what i mean That's true. That's i always fun. think it's really weird I, did, I started eventually accepting every facebook like because i was like i don't know you know if i wrote lyrics that mean something to somebody yeah. it's pretty cool no yeah it's great i think it's great but at the same time yeah it gets mixed up between like the people i know in real life so it's kind of funny sometimes like i posted i had a handgun that i wanted to sell and i just put it on my <laughs> facebook because it's like you know if my friends want to buy this i don't really want it anymore and somebody from england that like likes our band i guess just started Talking about how guns are bad and this and that. And I'm like, dude, I just want to sell yeah, it. Just for my so local just friends. Sell it. You can like tell the difference between the two. There's a differentiation. Like, I don't need your opinion on gun laws at the moment. Like, I just see my friends want to buy it. I don't understand what the point of I that is. I don't know. That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, it's like, it's like, look, I mean, there's plenty of bands that I like, and there's plenty of people that I think are fucking idiots in real life. Like, as yeah. far as like their views and stuff like that. Like, when Tony Sly was alive, I couldn't stand him. Yeah. But, I like his band a lot, so I was, but I would never go up to him and be like, you know what I think about the thing that you said or that <laughs> yeah. picture you posted or whatever. Yeah, I mean it's sad when anybody dies. That's I mean his yeah. band was good, and I I met Tony Sly once when I played with No Use for a Name and No Effects, and he was not the nicest person. But that doesn't mean you know it has nothing to do with his family and home life. No, so it's a tragedy either way. Yeah, definitely is. But so so Justin and I, you know, we met and we. Uh, don't worry, you only have to listen to this introduction once, because then after this, it'll be all new episodes. Yeah, yeah. But I think this introduction's awesome. Well, I, I think that it's worth noting that the fact that, uh, not to say that you wouldn't have a musical career, but I don't know if your musical career would have gone the way it has gone if no. we didn't know each other. That's definitely. Justin, <laughs> Justin and I had a lot of similar tastes, but he introduced me to a lot of stuff I wouldn't have known otherwise. So it definitely did help a lot. Well, plus the bands we were in together. And yeah, we... <laughs> My first band ever, and Justin's, when we were in high school, was called Verbal Dynamite. We were a hip-hop group, I guess. Yeah, sort of. We weren't good, but we were the best band ever. I'll throw the I'll throw one of the songs up at the end of this episode. Just oh, yeah. play all the way through so yes, people can... Yes, you can hear my very first first band. We we did make oatmeal cannons on stage. Yeah, we did have... It was like a potato <laughs> gun, only it shot uh, semi-solid oatmeal. <laughs> Kitty pulls full of cream. Justin, mm-hmm. actually, not only... 
more important oh, yeah. about Justin <laughs> is actually not that he helped influence my music right now, is that I might still be in jail. <laughs> you might have gone to jail, and then you would just be there for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> is that, this is a true story, too, actually, is that we were playing a show, and for some reason we somehow had a newspaper dispenser inside the venue. I don't remember where that oh, came from. Well, I mean, I can explain this entire story. Yeah, go, go ahead. And, uh, what happened was we were playing with... Uh, was it FPS at the time? I don't know. It's James like a local Culp. new metal band. Yeah, our friend James was in the band who later on went to be in other uh, other bands that Ryan had, and uh, he, I think he was super high at the time, and he, uh, I don't think he'll mind me saying that. I'm pretty sure he still is. I, mean, I saw him a little bit ago, but I feel bad. But anyway, that's well, okay. This is years ago. Yeah, so he he took a, a newspaper dispenser, which. You don't see a whole lot of anymore, but used to be very prevalent outside yeah. of like mini malls and stuff like that, where you put a couple quarters in, you get a newspaper out. He it's dragged one in there. They're very large and heavy, yeah. though. Like you Extremely. don't just pick one up. And so. James well, weighed about as much as a newspaper yeah, dispenser, so it didn't make true. any sense. But he he drug one into the venue that we were in, and uh, I don't know where he got a fire axe from, but he <laughs> had true. one. He did, and he just kind of propped it up against the stage and just started hitting it with his fire axe. <laughs> Over and over, trying to break open, I guess, the change part of it. He never really got very far into it. <laughs> no. And then uh, we we were, you know, after the, the one of the bands played, it was the intermission thing, and uh, Ryan walked over, and he had the fire eggs for some reason, and he walked up behind this girl, and I saw him get this weird look on his face, and I knew something bad was about to happen. So I run over, and I grab him by the shoulders and pull him backwards as he swings his axe at this girl's head. And doesn't after I pull him back, doesn't even come within like probably six inches. There's She didn't feel it. She didn't feel the, the breeze go by her. She didn't even know that it happened. This girl has no idea that I saved her life. Like, at yeah, all. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know what happened that time. but I don't was, know, and I asked you what you were doing, and you're just like, nothing, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> so, unfortunately or fortunately, I'm still here thanks to Justin, I guess, because of that one right there. But that that was worth noting, I suppose. So, the main point here is uh, we're here to talk about music, video games, movies, just pop culture. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some fun with it. We're going to have guests on the shows. Yeah. And we're gonna just going to have a lot of, a lot of fun. But music, we have, you know, we're going to talk about some stuff we've been listening to, mm-hmm. some stuff that you should avoid listening to. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much of and it, And there's too. a lot of that out there. That's, I think that's the blessing and the curse of Spotify, is that it's so great. It's such a great service. It is. But the problem is, is its recommendation engine is, like, way off it's most of the time. It's very bad. It's very bad. There's a good chance that this podcast could lose fans of my band, and that's fine. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. People need to hear the truth. Yeah. The truth, which is actually just my opinion. Well, I'm going to call it the truth. I think the thing is, I'll agree with it. I think that the thing is, is that uh, I feel like quite a few of the people who are going to listen to this are probably younger, right? Because your band tends to track a bit younger for like, as far as like your fan base and stuff. I feel like if they're going to listen to it, one of these days, they don't think so now. They think that their music taste is impeccable. The things that they like, they're always going to like. Which we did too when we were younger. Yeah, of course we did. Yeah. Like, I mean, I thought I was. Go- I thought I would like the band Finch forever. I, I bought an anti-flag album. <laughs> Two of them, I think. Yeah, I, <laughs> I used to be really into ska when I was younger. Yeah, and not I mean, so much anymore. That's true. You just kind of grow out of things, and you're gonna have to understand that we're also old men who are going to probably <laughs> right. hate. They might as well just call it "old people be hating" podcast because that's what <laughs> that's we're gonna true. do the entire time. But that being said, growing out of things, 
to a degree because I still love punk rock and I hate oh, when people yeah. completely grow out of something as they get older and they're like, I just grew out of it and listen to like all the slow boring music now and all pretentious because like you grew out of bands. I don't think you necessarily should grow out of entire genres of music. No. I think that's weird. I think that's weird too. Like there was a guy I knew that went to uh, he went to college and he was the guy that like he got me into a lot of punk pop, punk bands back in the day. Like he he had like he was the guy that everybody knew that had like the the entire mutant pop catalog right. and seven inch like every special edition and everything all this stuff and uh he went to college he got out he moved to california sold all his records and then all of a sudden he was like really into the killers for a little while that's strange and he did well he, the he said the killers like, <laughs> sang in a ska band oh that's true he did Scabba the ska Hutt, i actually believe <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a true story you can google it right now if you want but i'm almost positive oh, brandon flowers brandon flowers which that can't be a real name no i can't I don't think and he's is. from las vegas brandon flowers There's no, first of all he no, got beat up in school i also name. i also never met anybody who's from las vegas no, I mean, yeah, that, that's true, There's too. nobody who ever... I People don't, that live in Las Vegas work in casinos and hotels. Yeah, they're not really from Like, there. what do you do there? It'd be like living in, like, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, <laughs> where all there are yeah. is pancake houses, go-karts, and putt-putt courses. Yeah. And that's fine. I love it. I feel like if I, I ever met somebody who said they're from Pigeon Forge, I would push them downstairs. That like, would be fair. <laughs> that would be a completely fair response. But, uh, yeah, like, so he moved out there. He got into that. But then in the, the, a couple years later, he went back to listening to that, like, the old, like, Mutant Pop stuff right. again. And, like, because he loves it, he just acted like he didn't. Right. Which I've done that before. There's plenty of bands where I fell out of, like, liking them, like, Less Than Jake. Like, yeah. I was, like, for a while there after, like, uh, whatever Anthem came out, I think it was. I was yeah. just, like, I don't really need this anymore. Like, yeah. I don't like it. But then, like. I don't know, last year or so, I started listening to, like, Hello Rock View again. And, and they're great records. Yeah, it's awesome. Great records are timeless. Yeah, they are. Which Absolutely. Definitely for sure. Yeah, pretentious is just as bad as people, you know, being the opposite. Yeah, it is. And that's what you grow out of, though, eventually, is that you're like... I mean, like, I'll make fun of every band that is terrible. Yeah. That I think is terrible. But I also understand that people like what they like, though they shouldn't. Right, and that's true. And that being said, I like some bands I shouldn't like too because they're probably terrible, but that's okay. I don't yeah, care. That's true. I'm trying to think of one I saw you listening to recently, and I was like, what are well, you Well, no, that doing? to be fair, as I realized recently that every time I listen to something on Spotify, it posts on my Facebook. Oh, no, I just I follow you on Spotify, so I see you on there. And a lot of things I listen to Spotify are not serious. Like, Oh, you're just, listen, like, you're just listening to like 30 seconds here and there. And I'm playing it for somebody else or something because it's funny. And I realize, like, it'll come up, and, like, I'll be like, oh, man, people on my Facebook are like, why is he listening to Hamster Dance? Which a decent amount. Well, no, I mean, that's fine. I understand that. But I'm talking about, like, bands that are, like, around, like, where I'll see you on there, and it'll be like, you listen to their entire album all the way through. Which we do that all the time. Yeah. You and I have always been pretty fair about listening to bands we don't like their entire album or whatever, just to see. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think there's a good chance a lot of times you get in my car. You're going to see me grab my phone, and you're going to hear... <laughs> I just don't know why you would do this. Well, it's Hampton and the Hamsters. I mean, does it need... I don't know why you don't just get uh, Axel Crazy Frog and just call it a day. No, that's not even funny to joke about. So, music. What have you been listening to recently? Um, as far as, like... Well, recently, I have two things that I've been listening to. Um... Uh, there's a guy named Nick Tolford, who's okay. from uh, Columbus, and uh, he came here with um, oh, shit, Ten Armor and some other bands or whatever. They played at this house. I didn't get to go to the show because I had a show myself that night, but 
uh, I was recommended to listen to this guy, and it's amazing. Like, he's just this kind of fat, he's kind of chubby uh, pop punk guy from Columbus who likes to drink beer and listen to Dollinger 4 and mm-hmm. stuff. But his band and, like, the way he sings and stuff, he sounds exactly like Ray Charles, and it's the creepiest thing ever. Like, dead-on, like, soul singer, like, he's a black dude, but he's a fat white guy from Columbus. That sounds interesting. It's actually really cool. So you can look it up on Spotify, Nick Tolford and, and the company. Actually, uh, when we put up the Tumblr or whatever, I'll, I'll link us a playlist of whatever we talk about today. That's a good idea. Um, but, yeah, I've been listening to that, and it's awesome. There's so many good songs on it. It's so well done. And it's not like that. It's not like that shit that's going on now, like that that, that soul revival folk beard shit. Revival thing? Yeah, yeah that's, it's not that's like the Lumineers story. and like that. Not like well, not that they're soul revival or anything like that. But it's not like well, they suck though. Yeah, it's not like those types yeah. of things are like the Adele thing or anything like that. It's its own thing. Like he definitely, you can tell like where his influences come from. But it's really interesting to listen to. Okay. Um. So I would definitely recommend that. Uh. I'm trying to think of what I wouldn't recommend that I listened to recently. Well, will you do that? I can recommend recently. I've been listening to a rapper named Chance the Rapper. Oh, yeah. Who has a new mixtape out called Acid Rap. Um, I browse a lot of hip-hop sites and just look for new mixtapes. It's like 90% garbage, obviously, because unfortunately 2 Chains and Gucci Mane, while entertaining, have brought this whole trap music revival back. If I have to hear one more ASAP Berg song... I mean... Yeah, like, <laughs> I love hip-hop and rap, and I even like to enjoy Gucci Mane sometimes for entertainment value, much like, it's just, Gucci Mane and 2 Chains are just 3-6 Mafia for this generation. Yeah, more or less. Everyone knows they're not really good, but it's really fun to listen to, which I guess is the point of trap music, but it's also unfortunately made free mixtapes websites oh, God, overloaded all with over every place. guy who thinks he wants to be the next 2 Chains. So Chance the Rapper definitely stands out. The mixtape's called Acid Rap. It's free, so you should definitely get it. He's from Chicago. He's got a very weird style and a very, very weird voice. But there's some catchy, catchy stuff on there. It's great. I love him. He's got some he's, clever he's lines. Really awesome. And that, that would be my recommendation for sure because I can't stop listening to it. That might be my number one or number two record of the year so far. And it's a free mixtape. So that says something. What would be. Uh, I wish that we could, like. I wish that we weren't, like. Uh, or I wish we were able to like play tracks from things or whatever, you know. True. But I guess that's what the Spotify linking is for or whatever. Which I think it's weird that like since well, I don't know. I guess you're allowed to since we're not accepting money for this. Yeah, we're not technically we're not paid. We can we can do whatever we want. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck fuck society. chance the rapper. I don't give fuck. a shit. <laughs> Actually it's a, he has a free mixtape, so why am I even worried about it anyway? That's true. Or if I have to hear oh god, if I have to hear that French Montana song one more time. Ooh. That yeah. ain't worried about nothing or whatever. Okay, music you shouldn't listen to. Here's my question. <laughs> why is Future famous? Here's why. Because he was in the Goody Mob. That's it. Like He future, knows he knows CeeLo and that's all. Future sounds like T-Pain with a cold. Mm-hmm. And he uses auto-tune, which is a program that puts you in tune. And he still is out of tune sometimes and out of key. And he just has a cold and sings these non-catchy hooks. Th- that's what they do with that. Though, is they put him out of key on purpose. Like I don't that, know why. That knockout song on the radio is possibly the worst song I've ever heard. Oh, I'm sorry. Were, were you not listening to Ace Hood's Woke Up in a New Bugatti? <laughs> oh, man. See, this this is a state of music. So what not to listen to? Why is Future famous? Yeah, actually, just go, go on um, Google, type in Future-related artists, and don't listen to anything that he's related to. Yeah, that, that would be a good... 
Like, when T-Pain came out, like, at least he was catchy. And, like, yeah. you could tell he wasn't really that serious about it. No. T-Pain was just having some fun. Yeah, he was out there to make money and have fun. And they were catchy like, songs. Silly. Future just has a cold. And is way too serious, way too serious yeah. for what he's doing. But, I mean, that's a whole other story. But what, what about you? Uh, what's been annoying you musically recently? The fact that that <laughs> the fact that that hardcore auto tune shit is still around. Yeah. The like the hardcore band that slips into the auto tune thing and then oh, also yeah. does like, but then also like, that first of all your favorite person in the world the or favorite band in the world falling in reverse. Which oh I know yes, you've yes, had quite definitely. the history with they that kind play. of thing or the fact that I thought that that idea would go away but then for some reason dubstep reinforced it. So now it's like a cross between metal and dubstep and someone screaming and then rapping and then singing in harmony. And I don't know what is happening. Like <laughs> This is very true. I will tell you, we were actually just on Warped Tour with a band called Issues. I don't know. Issues sounds like if you mix Linkin Park with a tough guy hardcore band and like auto-tune. And like they'll have these chugging. And they have two singers. And the one is the blonde guy that all the girls thought were really cute. We play on the same stage as them. And he wouldn't come out at the first song until he started singing. <laughs> so, like, people are, like, doing this mosh, this mosh stuff. And the guy's, like, screaming. Then all of a sudden, the blonde guy comes out right at the hook when he's in the first song. All the girls start screaming. And it's, like, boy band. He's, like, looking in their eyes and stuff. His name was Tyler. It's funny is after the shows, people always be like, I love you, Tyler. So every day I walk by and go, I love you, Tyler. And he never acknowledges <laughs> it. Ne- never acknowledges it. Why didn't, you, why didn't you somehow, I wish what you would have done was you would have, like, Locked him somewhere, grabbed his microphone, and then when that happened, you came out instead of him. <laughs> this big fat bearded guy, yeah. hey ladies, pointing at all like these girls <laughs> and stuff, Woo! and with your shirt off too, just oh, make it yeah. even like <laughs> always with the shirt off. Here's one that might make people mad, but I'm gonna tell you, I don't get to is Mumford and Sons. I mean, it makes people mad, but I feel like the only person that makes mad is someone who just got out of school and teaching, is teaching first grade. Do you agree like, with me that Mumford and Sons seems like the fakest, most insincere band ever? Yeah. It's like someone dressed them in these dumb outfits. Yeah. And it's not that their songs are terrible. It's that it's just why. No, they're too... The, the problem yeah. is, here's like, what... Actually, this is what offends me the most about them is their ability to not offend anyone. It is like the safest, like... I don't know the word, like... They bother me, not because I don't think they're good. Not that I think they're good. They're just whatever. No. It just, like, I never say the word poser. But Mumford & Sons is like a poser folk <laughs> yeah, revival. Like, it seems it's, so insincere to me. And, and uh, the, to me, what they are is, I don't know if you'll think that this is apt or not. They're like the two, like the 2010s version of Jack Johnson. Yeah. Like, Jack Johnson was like the... 2000s answer to uh, like John Mayer and Dave Matthews and stuff like that. The most inoffensive version of that inoffensive thing. True. True. As as to be so inoffensive that it's benign in every way that it makes you mad because you're trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with this person, why they would make this. <laughs> Mumford and Sons is that only it's like seven Jack Johnsons with mandolins wearing bad uh, vests and shitty fucking Tom's and Jack, shoes. Jack or whatever. Johnson. Almost like satired himself because it already was like the safest, most like thing. Yeah. And then what does he do? He does a soundtrack for Curious George yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. And that right there, he's just like, really? Like, like you were already yeah. like, <laughs> like you were essentially. If your lyrics weren't, because I don't know what your lyrics are, because every time I listen to it, I can't understand what's happening. Like, yeah. It's just the noise that's happening. I'm on the beach. 
It's the same thing with Mumford and Sons. I don't know any of the lyrics to his songs. I've heard them probably a million times on the radio, but I don't. But it just is a noise that's happening. It's just in my ear. It's like the mainstream is like co-opted indie music at this point. Oh, it's yeah. like making it really cool, but it's like these bands. It all just sounds so stale. The, the one thing that I do like about that, though, that they've co-opted indie music, and hopefully the fucking folk revival will be over soon. I mean, I know that it's leading to another spurring on of the fucking awful rock and roll 50s revival. Not rockabilly, right. but rock and roll, like 50s style rock and roll, like Brian Setzer, like Stray Cats shit. Yeah. Not even like rockabilly, like that'll be next. Yeah. But because that's what it's going towards. Like I see a shit ton of bands like around here and like that are getting popular in like other cities and stuff that are all that 1950s rock and roll revival bullshit that I can't fucking stand. Agreed. And it brings out all the girls with that are like have like body issues, but have like terrible tattoos and think they're cute because they're wearing pinup outfits. <laughs> even though that's like the most annoying looking thing to look at. And uh, but what I do like about it is that the pushback from the thing of them invading the indie space is that now we have a bunch of like pretty good pop punk bands coming back. Now. True, that's true. So that's kind of nice because the there's like shit scene. tons of like yeah. good like lookout records ish sounding pop punk bands that are coming out of the woodwork right now. Which is funny because those kind of bands are kind of get popular too, and mixtapes definitely fits right in between. Is it like pop punk has these two totally different definitions yeah. at this point? It's true. Like there's two totally different worlds. Like you got the Ramones inspired stuff, you know, that mm -hmm. started with Screech and Weasel and the Queers, and like now it's like Teenage Bottle Rocket and all these bands that are doing yeah. really well. And then you also have like you know like the Wonder Years, Newfound Glory, and it's funny that both people get so mad about calling one the other one. Really, who cares? But yeah, they're both. It doesn't matter. They're just two they sides of the same coin because yeah. it's poppy punk. I guarantee, if you asked any of those bands what their influences were, they'd say the same exact bands. They mm -hmm. just took it in two different ways because they're from different places. Exactly. And <clears throat> yes, but yeah, I can't. Uh, this Mumford and Sons thing, it has to, it, and it won't stop. And then they, they name their tour Gentlemen of the Road, and it's just like, that's the most benign thing. That's like some it's Bob <laughs> Dylan shit, except that, like, well, Bob Dylan sucked, too, I think. I don't know. How you I'm not, like, a huge... I mean, I understand his contribution. It's the same thing I always say to people when I say, like, I'm not a big Beatles fan or, at all. I'm not either. Is that I'm like, I'm like, look, I get the contribution. I'm not yeah. denying them the fact that they're the most popular thing that ever happened. They are. But... I don't like it's not me. I don't yeah, care. Exactly. I like tons of bands that were spawned probably in from the influences of that band. Don't give a shit about it. Like <laughs> exactly. your influence doesn't matter to me. That's like when someone's like, Well, how do you like I don't know, like if someone's like, How do you like Dr. Dre without liking Grandmaster Flash? And it's like well, Because it's boring, I don't fucking like it. I'm sorry I don't like something that you like. Or that you think 80s I should like. Hip hop. People won't say when they're old school. Eighties hip hop sucks. Yeah, I don't it's care terrible for the most from. part. Every song is just the same. Like it's like would be on a kids show nowadays. Yeah, like old hip hop <laughs> yeah. is like so children's like, music. Yeah. Because anytime it's this okay, I got here's stripes on my shoes and my hat is on, and then I walked outside. I saw a storm. Like every, it's like I don't. People are like, how do you not appreciate classic hip hop? I'm like appreciate this one thing. I couldn't would not be caught dead driving down the street listening to that. No, and you can appreciate I'm hard. it because yeah, clearly that's why. That's the only reason. I it's like. Uh, 80s hip hop to me is the same as like when you tell like a person who doesn't listen to rap, like a white person who doesn't listen to rap, to rap. You yeah. know, he's like, my name is something that <laughs> yeah, I'm here to say. That's so like, true. Whatever. That's so true. Like the standard person that doesn't listen to rap, like rapping because it's funny and ironic. Yeah. 
Or like, or if you ask them, like, well, what's a like, what is, what what would you say a rap beat sounds like? And they're always like, boom, boom, tsh, boom, boom, tsh. and it's like, no, it, that's "We Will Rock You" by Queen. That is not, you know, it's just like, come on, man, you can come up with something more than that. That's true. And white people that don't listen to rap, guaranteed, there's three things that white people love, even like rap for some reason. It's Wu Tang Clan, oh yeah, Notorious B.I.G. and mm-hmm. Tupac every single time. And it's so weird to me because they'll be like, I don't like rap, but I really like Tupac. And not to disrespect Tupac, but I'm like, there's tons of other rappers that are just good as Tupac. <laughs> My favorite like. part like, about I don't it, understand? Like, <laughs> I like, he didn't even like do anything that different. No, he, no, it's because he got gunned down or whatever, and everybody acts like he was a big thug a and it's like or something. It's like, well, he went to he went to a performing arts school. Yeah. He actually, his family, like, yeah, I understand, like, in Los Angeles, he wanted to be a thug. That's what he moved out there for. But honestly, where he came from, his family wasn't that bad off. No. If he would have stayed there, he would have been a fucking dancer. He would have been, like, something else. But, like, Notorious B.I.G., I guess I get that. Whatever. He was good. He was a great rapper. He was a great rapper. But, I mean, so what Tupac in his own way was as well. But yeah, not, absolutely. And we awesome. But not anything awesome. that if they would have been around, if they were still around today. Yeah. They like no one would like them very no, much. No, they'd be like not. they'd be like fuck that. He fell off in '98 <laughs> or whatever, and like exactly. Or the same thing with Wu Tang. Like nobody wants to hear new Wu Tang. No, Everybody no wants to cares. hear uh, Wu Tang Forever and Thirty Six Chambers. That's it's it. Just nostalgia. Yeah. It's else. the same yeah. way. Yeah. It's like how big would Sublime be right now if Bradley Noel didn't die? Well, I'll be honest with you. Now Rome with Sublime <laughs> is pretty good. Oh man, I forgot that Rome with Sublime even existed. But the thing is, is they only play those songs. Do you so, ever, do you ever watch? I watched a few live videos of Rome with Sublime, and the band looks miserable. Like Rome seems to be having a really good time. It's like the two dudes that are actually in Sublime just seem First like. All, who is Rome? <laughs> yeah, where did he come from? This guy. Who is he? Like, Why does he get top billing above like? Yeah, like I feel like Sublime like saw him on YouTube covering their songs. Like this is a quick. Paycheck. It's like the fucking guy that's in Journey now. Like they're like. Hey, there's that Filipino guy we can just bilk in to did give they, it like you know. Did Sublime with Rome make a record? No, because if they did, it would just be the greatest hits record from Sublime just re-recorded. Because I don't <laughs> think they play anything other than just. I don't, I don't think they do either. But Rome, we need to get Rome on this show. We need to ask. I him would like up. to know. I'm gonna try to get all to Rome. I'm gonna tweet at him. Yeah, you I'm should. I'm gonna tweet at him. I'm going to. All right. Well, now I would like to take the time this part of the show of what Justin and I are gonna do. Is we're gonna we picked out four pop culture things that are topics right now yeah. on Twitter trending topics and we're gonna get the other person's opinion on them. So the first one is uh, which we came up with was the this whole thing, and I know that I mean you're gonna say what you have to say about it, but this whole Miley Cyrus thing. <laughs> Why? Okay, go ahead. I, okay, like, well, I, don't, I can't even think of maybe, like maybe we're on the same page here because. Miley Cyrus is such a big topic right now, and here's my opinion on Miley Cyrus trending and everything she has going on. Who gives a fuck? This is what I think. If you have a strong opinion on Miley Cyrus either way, I think you're probably a boring person. Yes. Because that means you have enough time to To care what she wears or what she does or doesn't do, and people are like, this is wrong. This is right. This is sexy. (laughs) This is like, who cares? First of all, there's not anything sexy about her. No. She's just weird looking. If okay, if she was a girl at a demolition derby and it was not Miley Cyrus, you would not look at her twice and then be like, "What is that redneck bitch doing?" Like I could see her being at a demolition derby. I could. Yeah. And the thing is, like when I saw the performance, or like the or like the card girl at a backyard wrestling, like 
Or like, I guess now it would be an MMA fight because now they're doing that. Did you see that? Backyard MMA? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I need to see that. Yeah, you got to look it up. Anyway. It's probably going on somewhere around my house. <laughs> Absolutely. It's probably in your backyard That's right now. <laughs> very, very possible. I was going to say, I mean, people take the time to tweet so much. And people like, what's funny to me is people are like, I can't believe you people are taking this time to be mad at my Cyrus for all this stuff in Syria is going on. I don't even care about that. I can't believe you're taking the time to do it at all, even if yeah, nothing was no. going on. The, the problem is, is that, okay, like when she does something controversial, it's not controversial because it's boring. Like she's yeah. not provocative. Like everything she's doing is the same as like the Disney way of doing things the way she was brought up. Like even the shit she did at the VMAs. It wasn't disgusting. It wasn't disturbing. People want to, there to be controversies. Right. They, they create it. But when you watch that, it's the most boring yeah, thing ever. Like that, that video for Wrecking Ball, I watched about 30 seconds of it. Yeah. I was like, so she's on a Wrecking Ball and she's naked like a billion other people have been naked in videos before. Not it's that. not Here's my thing. I don't know who directed that video because this is what I picture. He's sitting there watching, <laughs> right? He's looking at her and he's like... Go ahead and lick that sledgehammer. Oh yeah, like, who is that? <laughs> yeah, guy? he definitely who is. Was, unless it was her idea, which is more weird. But the director, the, the problem like, is, is, I think it was her idea. And, then, and like, uh, okay. Or she went, she went like this. So what? What could I do to make it? Like, what could I do to make more people pay attention to me? Like, and he was like, "Do what? <laughs> All right, I got, what got, you, I got a good idea. Would you uh, <laughs> lick that sledgehammer?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like. Uh, you think people think? Yeah, you just <laughs> yeah. Right, just go yeah, ahead and do it. it. No. Right, and she's and then like forty five minutes later, can I stop licking this? <laughs> uh, just uh, need one more dig. One more. Just Is that even a recording? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think. I think. Yeah, Most likely. Uh, are you a director? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, I do a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats <laughs> right here. But just keep licking it now. Okay, now I'm going to ask you now, shining topic that's been pretty annoying. Mm. Is first of all, Robin Thicke, mm. where did he come from? Second of all, the Blurred Lines controversy. This is the thing. I mean, obviously, Robin Thicke is Alan Thicke's son. We all know that. We accept that the Growing Pain star somehow had this child that looks sort of like him. And can't sing. No, can't sing a fucking lick. But... I don't give a shit about the song. I mean, he's been around for a while now. Like, right. he was on that Lil Wayne song on this, the Carter, Carter 2 and yeah. stuff. And he's had, like, albums and stuff. Obviously, this is his big breakout hit. Right. Mostly because finally someone told him that, like, he could be, like, get a beat done by Pharrell and <laughs> have him on the song. And, right. of course, it's going to be huge. But the problem is, is I don't care where he came from. I don't care if he'd, he'll probably disappear in the next year or so. I don't know why anybody gives a shit about that song. Right. I mean, it's a catchy song, don't get me wrong. Right. And I like, I mean, T.I.'s fine on it. He's always fine on everything that he does because he's good at what he does. He's a professional. Do you find it controversial? No, I don't find it <laughs> controversial because it's the same thing as the Miley Cyrus thing. There's nothing controversial about it except for what people make it. It's the same thing as like, I know this is going to sound really weird. It's the same thing as like, I hate saying this even out loud because it's always such a weird thing to say to someone, but like, you know when they have, like, you see the commercials on television for the Black Family Reunion? Yeah. Okay. That's a thing that's made specifically for black people. Yes. To draw attention to black people and have them come there, right? Yes. If you were a white person going there, you would feel uncomfortable because it's not for you. Right. But the thing is, is that isn't the entire goal of that to be 
isn't the entire goal of the NAACP that sponsors that event to be an equal thing? Right. Like, make things equal for everyone. It's an interesting way to But look at drawing it. attention to the differences between people only makes them bigger because people start going, well, that guy's different than me, and I don't <laughs> like it. Well, if you didn't point out the differences all the time, this would be a non-issue. Correct. It's the same as, like... Well, for people listening might not know... Explain the controversy of the song. And what well, the controversy is that everybody says that the song is about date rape or about how um, he's t- trying to convince some girl that he, like to sleep with them even though she said no or whatever. Right. And no should mean no and all that kind of stuff. Fine, I agree with that. But at the same time, if you're at a club and some guy's hitting on you and you're allowing him to still hit on you... And he's not being violent or forceful. I don't agree with that. And like a bouncer doesn't have to intervene. Yeah. Aren't you still putting yourself in the situation of being the girl who this guy's trying to fuck and you're just like going like, well, maybe, well, maybe not. It still is like you can't have it both ways in that situation. I mean, yeah, obviously, no means no. And that's the yeah, end of the line. I agree completely. And I wasn't also, trying to be an, racist before about that. I'm just trying no, to draw people an, take an, it that way. Yeah, an analog. Being a little too sensitive. This is just talking about opinions. But I think no means no in any case end of story but i also think there's a completely different world of like flirtiness when yeah. you're with somebody and like they might be like oh no but then like it's yeah just you like, just kind of like whatever i mean when people are in high school and stuff that was normal yeah i mean there's a very huge difference between that and talking about date rape in a yeah. song yeah i mean well that's what they're, they're trying to say <laughs> is that like he his his the point of the song because he's saying blurred lines is like they're hanging out and they're like i guess they're i don't know if they're drinking or whatever and then like things get a little different like towards the end of the night I don't know if that's exactly what the song is about because the song itself, the lyrics are so stupendously simple and ridiculous that people are drawing their own meaning out of it themselves. This is what they have in their head and that's what they want it to be about. Not even explicitly what it's about because if anybody else sang that song, it would be fine. That's true. Like, you know what I mean? But this is like the song that became popular. If that song was never heard outside of his album, if that was like a B-side or something like that that was never heard, would we be even having this discussion? You know what I mean? And besides that, then the problem is the backlash that came with it from, like, feminist groups and people like that. I get it. They don't like to be objectified. Yeah. I understand that the video is objectification. I haven't seen the video. It's just, it's him and T.I. and Pharrell standing around, and Pharrell is wearing what I can only describe as, like, a jumpsuit that I feel like E.T. would wear. (laughs) Like, it's just like this, it looks like he's wearing, like, you know, those Jiffy Pop bags? Yeah. Like, where you put them on a stove, the foil? It looks like he's wearing a tracksuit made out of those. Okay. And it's like, then there's like three models on the set, and they all have their tops off. So or whatever. it's like so every it's like rap video that's ever yes, existed. literally every single <laughs> R&B video or whatever. But the problem, like, then they, they start talking about, like, oh, well, this is disrespectful to women, all this stuff, and it's like... Is it because it's one? Of the, it's the most popular song in the fucking country right now, and I would say that well, not fifty percent of just, people buying it, yeah, are probably women, women, and they probably really like it and they dance to it at clubs and stuff like that. So is it really that bad? Is it because you don't like what you perceive to be the message and you're too fucking outspoken and wanting to be controversial and bring right. controversy to something that's not having it? It's the same thing to me as if somebody would have said, like tried to make a controversy out of that awful Daft Punk song. That wow. Get Lucky song? That song's bad. It's the same damn message. Yeah. Let's fuck. Yeah. Same message. It's and that's <laughs> the same music that's been going on since like the 50s. Yeah. Marvin Gaye just wanted to fuck. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, let's get it on. So sensual and wonderful. And it's like, actually, he's just telling a woman he wants to fuck her. <laughs> it's very true. It all does come down to that. It's all, it's all the same message at the end of the day. 
And that's where people want to get into semantics. And that's what's dumb is pop music doesn't need semantics. No. People read way too deep into it. You don't need Robin to Thicke, read Robin Thicke, if he even wrote that song, probably wrote the lyrics in five minutes and made it catchy. And then people spend hours on Twitter trying to decode the meaning. Yeah. Like it's like the Da Vinci Code or something <laughs> yeah, like, of a pop song. A, like, yeah. It's not like um, – I don't even know what – it's not like it's a Mozart composition. Right. You don't need to find out what he was thinking or feeling. He didn't even probably write the song. Probably not. It was probably written by Babyface. It could have been written like by a every, woman. Probably. <laughs> I mean, like, as a matter of fact. Any of that could have been going on. Or Pharrell, which, you know. Kind of like a woman. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going. I feel like we were going to talk about that thing, the Percy Bl- or per- Perky Blenders, which Peaky is Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, which is, a sh- I guess, is a show in England right now. It's and that's on BBC. trending on Twitter. Yeah, it was Peaky Blinders. Is yeah. That what is, what is yeah. that show about? Apparently, it's like based on a real street gang that was called that, which I would not. Oh, be that threatened sounds by real intimidating. Watch <laughs> out for the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, it just sounds like <laughs> sounds like they're just staring in my bedroom room, and I don't know. That's, I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like that for a number of reasons. Now I'm just staring at the words on paper. We're called Peaky the... is already maybe one yeah. of the creepiest words. Now I'm staring <laughs> at it. Peaky. Peaky is more rapey than that song could ever be by Robin Thicke. Yeah. Peaky. <laughs> We're called the Winky Top Coats. <laughs> it's a good game. The... Yeah. So I assume since you already told me the definition, you have a different one now that you're about to throw Yeah, yeah. Well, this, <laughs> what, this is what I looked up because I was looking at Twitter a second ago and I figured this was a good one. Is now the uh, hashtag best rapper? Okay. Is um somebody put Lil B? <laughs> okay. Now Lil B's good at writing songs for other people, but for himself, he's not really that good at it. Though I, I like th- him as a person. I thought he's a funny guy. His music, I still don't know if he's serious or not. I don't think he is. He it can't just... be. But also the uh, related hashtag best rapper Drake. Let's be honest. Hmm. Drake best rapper. Man, Twitter, Twitter's fun. You guys, you guys say some good stuff out there on Twitter. That is for sure. So, what are you gonna throw at me? Anything? Well, someone said Chief Keef. I like some Chief Keef. I do too, but He's best not. rapper. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Someone's saying Gucci Mane. Okay. Lil is... Boozy. No. Oh my gosh. Lil Wayne. Look, at one point, I would have maybe agreed with you. Around the point when the Carter Three came out, but once that came out, I was done. Yeah, but th- they mean now. Lil Boozy is okay though, because there's an album called Badass. Yeah, which is A Z Z, and it's I think true. he's still in prison, so at least he's hard. True. So that's and uh, what was um, oh, uh, what was the <laughs> the run rapper we got the Ballin' for Billions? Oh, Belo. Oh, uh, Belo. Yeah, that. Who actually released the album like last year? Somehow, Spotify is fun at figuring out things. Such as, hey, this band's still around, which was going to be a common in the show, which we could start right now. Yeah. There's bands that are still around that no one knew. Well, which, let me hold on before we do that. Let me just read to you this guy some. 50 Cent. Oh, my. Andre 3000, who is a good rapper, but come on. Uh, T.I., you could have made a case for it before Paper Chase, I think, yeah. or Paper Trail, I mean. Um, Ludacris? No. Ludacris. No. Ludacris was the rapper... That was like for soccer moms because like even five years ago he was still making Austin Powers references yeah. in his songs like I don't I don't know how he was that out of touch, but he was like making references of things from like 1997 and 2007. He gave us Bob, but that's about that's the, true. Or I guess Outkast kind of gave us that, but he well whatever. Regardless, Lucas not the best rapper. He's the second best. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, the best is obviously the game that this oh, person man. Ran. 
Um, Are these real answers from yeah. people on Twitter? No, this is one guy's list. What? This is one guy's list. No, it's not. Joey Badass? He's been around for five months. Yeah, his he's a good, good but, <laughs> but he's not. Uh, uh, let me see. Earl Sweatshirt? No. Oh, come on. Nobody from Odd Future is the best rapper. Yeah, Odd Future. I'm the optimist on Odd Future. Most people are like, I like their music, but they're assholes. I'm like, I think they're kind of funny dudes, but they're not they're very good. Who do you think the best rapper is? Me? I mean, other than Eminem, obviously. Because <laughs> somebody wrote Eminem, Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers as their list. That's all the same person. Yeah, I know. Um, best rapper ever? I would have to think about it, but I mean. Who do you think is the best right now? Right now, the best rapper, most talent. That's just. Don't worry about it. There's a weird noise happening outside here. The best rapper right now. Man. I think LP is one of them. Yeah, I would go. Yeah. Killer Mike as well. Both of them together. That team. I think Run the Jewels is one of the best, like, collaborations. That's definitely something to check out. Um, I would have said until that new album, but still. If you're going to go all the time, Jay-Z still. Yeah. I mean, the newest one. Jay-Z has multiple bad albums, but he also has more classic albums than almost any other rapper. That's true. His new album was hard to get through. He just sounds bored. I think Jay-Z's bored at this <laughs> It's point. like he's reading the SkyMall yeah, catalog. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> I have this thing and also this thing. I got so much so, money, I got money. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Good. Good. We know that you're rich. And like, I guess if I was rich, I'd talk about it too. Actually, I probably wouldn't, but. Either Wish way. Beyonce would d- divorce him, and then he would go bankrupt, and then maybe he would like write something. Have to start selling like crack again. Yeah, and That'd then be awesome. and I'm not saying that because he's black. All you racists out there, he talks about selling crack all the time. Yeah, literally, he used to do it. Single thing that he's ever made. But yeah, I don't know. I got one for you now. Okay, this is a pretty good one, I think, on Twitter. This is trending. This is of utmost importance. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially since you know Twitter is the most powerful social media site. And in this the is world. what we're yeah it is. And this is what we're seeing in the top right now. This was the number one trending thing by number the way. Number one Still trending was. topic right now on Twitter. Syria. No wait. No it wasn't Syria. One Direction hates <laughs> believers. <laughs> so let's, go ahead, all, let's let's talk about what, this. First of all, what <laughs> I okay, I have not. I know this is as whatever. Gonna, I have not what I heard do, of One Direction song. As you explain this, I'm going to Google this so I can try to understand. So go ahead and give your give your thoughts. Well, I've never heard of One Direction song, so I don't even know what it is, but I'm assuming it's essentially like the sync of you know this 20 years. Like how there's always a some sort of collaboration group, boy band thing. It's, I think they're from they're from somewhere in Europe, and yeah, they play guitars and stuff, I think, but it is a boy band. It's like so it's generation. almost like LFO, only with more people and younger. Yeah. Just remember how LFO actually played their own music for the most part? Then that guy died. Okay. But yeah, I've never heard them. I don't know what One Direction is. I see the commercials for the movie all the time. Believers apparently also hate One Direction. I'm reading this here, and this just seems so far... One Direction seems to be winning, and Justin Bieber comes right after. So Believers and Directioneers started something that will eventually turn into Twitter Wait, World on. War One. Are you talking to me <laughs> that someone is they're calling themselves Directioneers? Yes. The hell does that mean? <laughs> that that also one direction is not a train. Directioneers sounds like it's gonna be the next band that sounds like Mumford and Sons. Yeah, it really does. But let me finish this said started something that will eventually turn into Twitter World War One. Crazy, huh? No, not really crazy at all. That might be the least crazy thing we've yeah, talked that's about today. Not even, Oh, this is a good one, though. Here's some tweets back and forth from both parties. I'm going to read these out loud. Believers hate Directioneers for what? What the hell did we do? 
LOL, Justin and 1D are friends. Why can't we be? It hurts me and pisses me. Wait, this is a Laugh Out Nialer on Twitter. Laugh Out Nialer? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> it hurts me and pisses me off when Directioners and Bleepers fight. Because I love 1D and Justin both so much. Here's at Style Sir. While Beliebers trend, Beliebers hate Directioners. We're over here trending Directioners, love Beliebers. Hard emoticon. All right, I have a message for these people. If for some reason, and I don't think there's much overlap in your band's fan base at all with that, but this is the problem, okay? Like we were discussing earlier, is that like when you're young, you think that that kind of stuff matters so much, right? The problem with it is that in eight years from now, those kids are going to be at like a college party or whatever, laughing about that shit, like listening to that song and be like, oh, I remember this, yeah, ah, you know, true. whatever. It's the same thing that happens to every generation of children. It's true. You know, but I mean, at the same time, I don't remember ever liking anything when I was little that I would have like gotten that vehemently. Defended yeah, when I was 13 yeah, years yeah. old. Like, you don't like Ace of Base? Right. We're yeah. fighting right now. <laughs> but like, then I again, can't... yeah. You, what are you talking about? Cranberry Zombie isn't the best song <laughs> I've made? But like... But they, I guess I understand it, though, because I didn't have access to a thing that I thought was important either. Like, I didn't have Twitter where the five people that follow me can hear what I have to say about That's something. True. And you everyone know? feels much more entitled about their opinions now, including us, which is why we started a podcast. Yeah. But our opinions are better. Yeah, they are, because we're older, and mm-hmm. now Mjoller can... <laughs> so She'll hear that song when she's sucking someone's dick at a college <laughs> party when she's 20. So will I. <laughs> are you going to be... Sucking the same guy's dick as her? When I'm 20. So not only am I sucking, <laughs> I'm going back in time to do it. Oh, this will be an interesting next couple of years, I feel it will. like, for It's you. going to be very much. So <laughs> It's going to be the guy who's like, now lick the sledgehammer. Oh, uh, lick that sledgehammer. Uh, <laughs> so, let's talk about... Rick and Ball. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about movies. Okay. Have you seen anything yeah. in theaters recently? Yeah, uh, I saw... Well, I saw um, World's End and... Uh, so I've seen a couple of things recently. I saw This is the End, World's End, Kick-Ass 2. Then I watched World War Z the other day. Which would you prefer to talk about? What was the best? At, uh, at the World's End was probably the best. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's the best of those four movies just because it's the most fleshed out, probably the most interesting and funny and whatever. Plus, I like you know Shaun of the Dead and uh, Hot Fuzz and all that. It's a nice ending to that trilogy and stuff like that. Is it? I, yeah. I saw Kick-Ass 2, and most people hated it. I didn't... I liked it. I didn't hate it, but it any just means. wasn't as good as the first one. It's a different director. Yeah, and also they, like... It was like 30 minutes got cut out or something. Yeah. Like, there was no reason to like or dislike any of the characters. They were just kind of there to either kill, get killed or it kill somebody. It was over-the-top and... violent, which is fine in some movies. It was almost like a slasher flick yeah. without the scariness, but it was just like... It's a different director, and I get it. It wasn't because of the first one, but I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't want my money back after I saw no, it. No, I didn't even care about that. Like, I, if they make a third one, else same director, I probably won't see it. No. I need to get somebody in there. Yeah, because the first one was so unique. Yeah, the second one was just kind of a normal action movie. Yeah, and somehow Jim Carrey was the best part of it. And I don't like Jim Carrey. Yeah, me neither. But he was the best he part was of great it. And they it. used him for about ten minutes, and yeah. then it's like he's gone. Yeah. And then, uh, did you see uh, this? Is the end? I did. I liked it. Did you? I liked it too, but the problem I had with it was I was just like, I was like, you could have put any scenario in this movie, none of it matters because it's just those people hanging out making jokes. Like, you know what I mean? True. Like, it didn't, there wasn't anything really to it. It was just like, it could have been any movie that those guys are in. True. It was nice to see all of them together, 
But at the same time, it's just like, well, it's just another Judd Apatow thing kind of The problem of with deal. the whole Judd Apatow thing is it started so good and funny with Freaks and Geeks and then super bad. And now, like, we know that all those dudes are friends. And it's funny to a degree, but they're almost overusing it between, like, the roast of James Franco and this is oh, the end. yeah. Is they're all kind of coming out together. And one it's like I, I go to Jonah jo- Hill's fat and he has problems with that and everybody thinks he's insincere. And then, yeah. you know, whatever, like, Seth Rogen's a stoner or whatever. James Franco is too, and he's weird, and he likes to kiss his own mirror or whatever. I don't care. Like it's, it's like I get it. All those stereotypes of those people have been around like from basically the beginning. So of course, like you know all that stuff, right? Like you're friends with the, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the movie, they try too hard. The movie to do was that. good, but and yeah, I guess I don't know. It did feel a little empty at the end. Like the whole world ending thing, I think, was there just to put in some special effects because they had a budget. Yeah, which is fine. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was good. Michael I mean, it Sarah wasn't. Dynamite did was funny. Yeah, and that was him good. being a big asshole was really yeah. funny. That was good. I saw your next. Did you? I wanted to see that. It was any I good? Did. I liked it. It was promoted, I think, very wrongly because they're like so scary, so scary. It's not. I thought scary. it was just like I thought it was just like kind of like the strangers, only more of an action. It was like the strangers, except like way less intense because like it's almost like a dark humor a lot of it like yeah it's it's good like i enjoyed it but it's not like unlike the strangers of those movies like your next is not a movie you're gonna see and then go home and worry about locking your doors right it's so over the top on purpose and like it explains everything unlike the strangers not just like senseless like everything's tied up at the end of the movie you know why the people did it you know what happened exactly there's some dark humor in there so i really liked it a lot but it's not scary i would prefer that i hate when uh Nowadays, like I like when they're smaller movies. movies. Well, yeah, I don't like that shit. But I like nowadays. Like I'd like it better if they would just wrap a goddamn movie up and stop trying to set it up for a possible sequel in case it on the off chance it does good. Your next was nice because it did do well, and they they can't really do a sequel. It was just everything is explained. It ends, and you're like, okay, I get why these people broke into this house. I get why all these characters were where they were, Mm -hmm. and everything makes sense. There's no holes in it. It's violent. It is funny. There's parts that are supposed to be funny. And it's a cool movie. Um, did you watch The Purge? I did. I didn't see it. I just, like, for some reason, that, that, like, reminded me of it, but at the same time not, like, when I saw the trailer for it. I, kinda... I liked The Purge, and most people's complaint with it is fair, but the movie with the plot in itself kind of set it up for it. As people keep on going, like, well, it's just basically a home invasion movie. I wanted to see more about the entire Purge all over the country. And I'm like, well, in a two-hour movie, yeah, it's not feasible. I mean, I, well, I feel the same way. When you see it, you're kind of like... I wish they expanded on this more, but that's like what they could do for sequels and stuff. And it's also, like, the seven million dollar budget might have been. Yeah, I mean, bit, you know, they, like, they expanded on a little bit, but mostly, yeah, it takes place inside that house. And the thing I liked about that movie, which hopefully doesn't give any spoilers away, is that it's more realistic than most home invasion movies. That's what would happen in real life because it is a lot of suspense, a lot of build up, and once the people finally get in the house, like the shooting and stuff, is maybe ten minutes before you know who's dead and who's not dead. Right. And it's cool because instead of this all this fake suspense, it's like. If you live in a house with a bunch of guns, people working with guns, it's going to be about a three to four minute thing. Yeah. People are going to start shooting. People are going to die. So instead of all this drawn out, I'm hiding under the bed. I'm hiding in this closet. I'm hiding over here. Oh, so it's not that dumb. It's not like this boring, generic, like fake intensity. Like there is a lot of buildup and it's cool and kind of intense. But once they get in the house, everything goes very fast. And some people might not not like that, but I liked it because it seemed more genuine. It It seemed genuine. Yeah, because anytime anything happens in real life, it always happens way faster. Cause, like, exactly. I hate that. And, like, I always think it's funny. It's like, I mean, I don't hate it, but like movies always like people are like, "Oh man, that was awesome." What if that happened in real life? And it was like, like when something like like if a bus crashes into like a, a freighter full of fuel or whatever, right. there's like a huge explosion. And I was like, 
It's like if that happened in real life, that explosion wouldn't happen. No. Gas isn't that flammable. Gas it would just, leak just everywhere. It, yeah, it would just spill out, and you'd be like, "Oh shit, that sucks." All those people died on that bus. Like you know, it's just I don't know. The I just pur- think it's funny. The purge at the end of the day is a movie just basically talking about class, like upper class and lower class, because mm-hmm. all the rich people can afford you know, security systems, and they go out and prey on poor people, which at some point in America is possible, so who mm-hmm. knows, because, but what I was going to say is, yeah, I mean. So it's like the pest. Stop that right oh, now. Sorry. The problem is, is that they set themselves up for failure, is that that is such an awesome plot, that even though I think it's dumb when people say I would have liked to see them expand on the whole country of the purge, I agree with that, but it was impossible in a two-hour, seven-million movie, but it's such a cool idea, I hope they keep on doing something with it. I'm sure they will, but I don't want it to turn idea. into a next paranormal activity. Or Saul. Yeah, where it's Saul like every 19. year there's I a new one. I agree with that, too. I do agree with that. And they get worse and worse. not that the first uh, paranormal activity was good. I never got means. that. I watched the movie by myself, and people were like, you got to see it, you got to see it. This is what it would be like. It would be like if I put a camera in your house right now. For an hour and 45 minutes, it just showed you going to the bathroom and watching TV and eating out of your refrigerator. And then at the end, I threw something at it, at the camera. Yeah. That was paranormal activity. Well, also, if you did that to me, it wouldn't. Okay, it wouldn't be what like, you do around here, actually, yeah, it might have been more entertaining. I don't want to know. I'm just saying it wouldn't have been like that, though. No, okay, we don't need to go into details. Well, no, right. we, no, we don't. Well, need to go into you details. know, I'm just, I'm just saying that paranormal activity. I never got the never drug you and brought you here. What? Huh? Uh, never mind. No, but yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I actually <laughs> paranormal activity. I stopped watching it like part way through because of the part where they threw like the baby powder on the stairs or whatever, yeah. and they saw like the prints in it. Yeah, and I was just like, "This is a dumb mistake." <laughs> yeah. If that's the case, just get a shit ton of baby powder and walk around throwing it everywhere because eventually the ghost will get coated in it, and then <laughs> you'll be like, "Oh, there it is." That's true too, actually. Like now that that would be that would be good, but yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah, I want to see the purge. Uh, might have to watch that pretty soon. You but should. It's did you did you watch World War Z? I did not. I didn't even think it looked that good. I just saw it and I was like, "Okay, this preview has 18 helicopter crashes in it." And the two-minute preview. It that's pretty much the entire movie. <laughs> is that, is that, is that, this is what it is. Is like it doesn't make. It's not like the book at all. So if you ever read the book, I did read the book. The book is excellent, very good. And here's all they had to do: if they really wanted to, you already have Brad Pitt. You already had 125 million or 185 million dollars to make the movie. Why don't you take the book? Make Brad Pitt a reporter that's going around talking to people and then have like famous stars as the stars of each of these miniature movies that represent the stories in the book. You don't right. have to do all of them, right. just the cool ones. Yeah. Because there's a shit ton of cool stuff in there. Yeah. They don't do one thing from that book really? in the movie. Not one. So they just basically took the name. The only thing that they say is that like the original like Patient Zero guy came from like Korea or yeah, Taiwan, I mean. And that's it. It's the only thing that they even reference in the book or anything. And it's, like, the most boring, like, supposedly, like, it's supposed to be, like, a mystery. Here's what it is. He's, he's like, this, during it, apparently, like, he's the greatest, like, warrior, you know, whatever. He's, like, <laughs> this dude who, like, every time that he shoots a gun, it's, like, a headshot on a zombie. Oh, good. Every time that he does anything, it's always, like, in his favor. So, like, he stumbles upon, like, oh, here's an apartment with supply or, you know, stupid shit. Right. Just dumb things that, like, would never, never happen. Just too lucky of a coincidence. And, but the problem is, is he was not a special forces guy. He was a detective at the UN, <laughs> which is essentially like if you were a guy who was at a police station and someone asked you to solve the president's murder, right. but you actually just went around taking quarters from meters. Right. 
that it's the same <laughs> analog. And I just thought like it was hilarious because like there's so many just dumb coincidences, just like all those like movies and stuff. Right. And there's so much when you're watching it that they could have done to make it cool or interesting. And it's just the most boring thing. Like it's like what you were saying, like the tension yeah. is just there because like everything's like a close shot or like something slow is happening yeah. or something's happening and they're I showing like cut back and get forth. away from that. Yeah. And it's funny because so basically what everybody did is took a really good book and Hollywooded it mm-hmm. and made a big summer action movie out of it. And there was that's like safe f- PG thirteen. Yeah. Kids can see it, adults can see it and be like, That explosion was cool. Yeah. It's like oh no, it's exactly like yeah, yeah. Like, Oh god, it is I <laughs> that's the worst part is like it is like Transformers in the same way that like I've seen all three Transformers movies. I can't tell you anything that happened in them because immediately after watching them they're out of my brain because I just can't I can't I can't they're remember nothing. them. They're not movies. Like, yeah. World War Z is just like the I can't remember one scene from it except for the things I've seen on the commercials because I've seen the commercials so many fucking times. Exactly, exactly. The fact that that movie is the highest grossing movie he's been in. Brad Pitt? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. That's depressing. How is that possible? He's been in like shit tons of like he's amazing. Been in a lot of good movies. Seven? Yeah. I would have thought Fight Club for sure would have been. But no, apparently this was the. World War Z is the one. Yeah. But I just thought it was weird. But yeah, that was the last movie I saw recently, and I was just like, I don't even know why I watched it. I was just bored, and I was like, well, I'll watch this. And then I watched it, and like part of it I wanted to be like fast forward through because I was just right. like, why is this even happening? I did that with 2012. I remember I downloaded 2012 with John Cusack. It was like yeah. three hours long. I watched the first like 30 minutes, skipped like the last 30 minutes, and I wasn't confused. I was and hoping that's... you would skip to the part where Willie, Willie Harrelson comes in as the weird DJ. <laughs> I and the... didn't. But how you know a movie is completely substanceless and just made for Hollywood fluff is oh, I skipped yeah. the middle hour and a half and I wasn't confused the last half an hour. The worst I feel like part, I didn't miss anything. The worst part of the entire movie, the thing I hated the most was like of two thousand twelve was like um yeah, it was stupid and all the things were really stupid in it. But the very end when they find like when they're like they're like, We have to get to the arcs or whatever right. that they're going on to like survive oh, the yeah, thing. Yeah. And then they reveal that his kid's name is Noah. And I was just like, could you be more Hollywood, like, yeah. dumb? Like, go make this connection in people's minds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Noah got the arc. Yeah. Get it? This is genius. Like, they were all, like, sitting in a, like, two guys were sitting in a room. Yeah. Like, with just an enormous amount of coke for, like, three days just <laughs> making this movie. And they just wrote down every stupid thing well, they could think of. Like, Noah had oh, an arc. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> name the kid Noah. Like, he likes all the animals and stuff. And he's on there. You know, it's just like. Stop making these awful yeah. fucking things. And I forget what, like, he's making Independence Day 2 now. Oh, no. And it's just Why? like, don't, don't. Nobody, look, in 1996, fine. That movie was huge. If they make Independence Day 2 and put one of Will Smith's kids in it, I'll stab myself. Oh, God, what if? I know. What if Jaden Smith, did you watch After Earth? No, I looked horrible. Yeah, you shouldn't ever watch <laughs> it. It is seriously one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. So I heard you have a game for me? Yeah, I got a game. <laughs> you told me you had a game play. for me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's he pretty good. He me and said, I have a game for you. Yeah. This uh, this game is called uh, Tumblr or Emo Band. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the name of this thing. You know, like, Tumblr's always like, this thing dot whatever. Yeah. So, like, our, ours will be, like, bigsnackers dot. Tumblr dot com. Yeah. yeah. And then Emo Bands are just the worst. I feel usually. like this, this could be hard. And yeah, I, I tried to find things that like would be like one way or the other, but like, um, so how about this? <laughs> All capitals, pyramid drome. 
<laughs> pyramid drome? Yeah, drone. like like uh, like pyramid and then R O M E. So like Rome with sublime. Pyramid Rome. Yeah, or but but it's all one word, so it's pyramid drome. Band. No, tumbler. It's a tumbler. Yeah. What? Well, how do you find that? Oh, I don't. I went on their like. Uh, I went on like their directory, oh. and I looked under poetry. Oh gosh! And then I looked under artists, and oh, then I good. looked under writers. So good. I found. Um, that sounds real. That's, that's good. Yeah. How about, <laughs> Jesus, man, there's so many bad ones. How about this one? The only magic left is art. Well, if that's a band name, I quit. Is it a band? No. Good. <laughs> no, no, it's a tumbler. <laughs> oh man. How about the shyness clinic? That's got to be a band. Yeah, it is. Okay. What, what are they called? The Shyness Clinic. That's stupid. Yeah. I the mean, <laughs> there's not... What? I know. I don't know what like, it means. N- not many bands have good names. Like, I don't think my band has the best name, but at least I don't think it's stupid. No, but this is the thing is that I, I appreciate mixtapes because it's shortened to the point. It's just a name. It's just there. It's like, uh, ugh, there's so many bad, like, you know... Like I love, I actually like the band. Uh, um, uh, the world is beautiful. I'm no longer afraid to die. I like yes. them because they sound kind of like Texas is the reason and stuff like that. Right. But if I could do anything with that band, I would be like, change your fucking name. It's <laughs> the worst name ever. It was the reason I never wanted to listen to them until yeah, the I got recommended to me. Thing. I just don't. I don't know. <clears throat> well, get ready. For okay, more. let's do it. The love letter refuge. This is the problem is because it could be a Tumblr because it could be like stupid love letters from like whatever, or it could be a band that is just full of awful people that I feel like we should look up at some point. If that is a band, it definitely sounds like an early 2000s swoopy hair type, type of band. Um, I'm go with Tumblr. No, it's a band. <laughs> and they're actually like newer. I'm going to Spotify that one. Yeah. <sighs> Give me one more. Uh, I'm giving you all of these. I don't have that many. Oh, okay. Emmy shot a unicorn. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Emmy shot a unicorn? Yeah. Spell Emmy in this context. E-M-M-Y. Okay, so normal. Emmy shot a unicorn. Tumblr. No, it's a band. That's not a band. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is that on Spotify? I bet. Go ahead and give me the next one while I look this up. Nope fun. What? Nope fun. Tumblr. Yeah. Ugly Renaissance Babies. I hope that's a band. <laughs> that's Probably a Tumblr, though, Tumblr. Right? What is the Tumblr? Is that what it is? Yeh, it's just that, like, dot .tumblr or whatever. Ugly, is, is the Tumblr just ugly babies? Uh, I guess it's like, it's like painting, like those old Renaissance paintings where, like, there's, like, devotional paintings, you know, where, like, uh, the, like Mary's holding a child or something like that. Right. Just, like, pictures of those with the babies in it because they're always ugly. good news for you. Let me shot a unicorn is on Spotify. Oh, so God, give me, give me please don't here. do this. Well, look, I looked this up on an emo metal, like an emo metal directory. Oh, here. Yeah. Oh, come in a second, like, it's that new thing. This is the thing we were talking about. Right. Can we hear some vocals here, Emmy? Let's hurry it up. Okay. No one needs to enter this song, Emmy. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 
So, all right. Okay. I can pick out four things they did there. One was they played Contra too many times. Uh, another one was, yeah, the intro was way too long. When did uh, Greg Graffin from Bad Religion start singing for a band like that? And also, I feel like they listened to Gorilla Biscuits, but then weren't happy enough with that. So they went and listened to like Avenged Sevenfold and decided to add that scream in with the gang vocals. It's a scream that doesn't even fit. Yeah. yeah Terrible. That was... That was Pretty. So right now I'm gonna go ahead and also when we're talking about bands to avoid, uh, Emmy shoots unicorns. Yeah, you can go ahead and be a band you should probably probably avoid. All right, what about the Target Bird? Band. No, Tumblr. The Tumblr. Yeah. Man. The Lovely Ark. <sighs> Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try and give you a grade on these. You gotta so, get a grade. All right, let's yeah. see. So you didn't get that one. Every school was different, though. What was failing in your school? I think mine was 65 and above. Uh, yeah, mine was 70, So, but we can go 65. Um, you got that. We're going through here. And you got that, and then... You, did you get Emmy Shot a Unicorn? Mm, I don't remember. I feel like you didn't for some no, reason, because you couldn't believe yeah. that it was... Uh, yeah. And then so um, the lovely here. arc you got... Okay. Love lost but not forgotten. Tumblr. No. Come on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Summer's last regret. Band. Yeah, that definitely. I mean, that's a pretty easy one. I might have played with that band at some point. You know. Played with Lestar Crossed. <laughs> um, a smile from the trenches. That's a terrible name. Band. Yeah. Ugh. The realness, comma, the foundation. First of all, no one's ever smiled in a trench. You're in war getting bombed. Yeah. Is it supposed to be ironic? Is that it's it's like like a tragic name? They're dead and they're smiling and we're looking at... How about this? The realness, comma, the foundation. Tumblr. Yeah. I thought maybe it sounded like one of those awful bands that started doing that. It did. It did, but... Wake the trees. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even handle that one. Tumblr. Yeah, it is. You, me at six... Oh, that's a band. Yeah. I know that. You Ate My Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like an anal cunt song. I know it does. But I suppose band. Yeah. That's pretty good that you got that one. Snow White's Poison Bite. (laughs) (laughs) Tumblr. No, it's a band. No, it's not. And it was on like, they were, it was like, uh, you click on like Black Veil Brides and they were like related to it. Of course, Snow White's Poison Bite would be. That's a great band name. (laughs) <laughs> These get a little bit harder. These are the last three, okay? Okay. To write love on her arms. Oh, that's a Tumblr, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's a, I think it's a... What? Why? Hell! What? I tore. I see these shirts. Those are shirts. They, uh... They're for something. It's like a charity. Is it really? Yeah, I, I don't know what exactly it's for. Laughing at my nightmare. <laughs> Tumblr. Yeah. Yes. It's about some kid in a wheelchair is laughing at himself. Which is really weird. Yeah, I mean it's cool. He's like cool that he can like accept it, but it's very strange. Very strange. Well, good for him. Eleventh, he reaches London. What is what? (laughs) Eleventh, he reaches London. Eleventh, he reaches like eleventh, he reaches London. Band. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a terrible name. We could like make these band names right now. Let's start selling band names. Looking around your kitchen. Yeah, you could. Tabletop, ta- <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. 
Tabletop nightmare. <laughs> Better to say sorry. That's my new band name. Forever minus me. Oh, that was always a good one. Yeah. All right, you got 14 right and five wrong, so you pass for sure. I definitely pass. <laughs> I feel good about that. And that's how you know that I'm hipping up to the scene. I know what's going no, because on. Because you, well, you, you had to guess. So yeah, but I mean, I'm still hip to the scene. It's true. You are hip to the scene. <laughs> Something else I want to talk about. Yeah. Because Grand Theft Auto Five comes out next week, so we'll definitely yeah. talk about that next week. For sure. So before that's ever shadowed, I'd like to talk about Saints Row 4. Oh, yeah. Which is a game that possibly, maybe, is getting to do what it deserves after yeah, I think four installments. Yeah. Because if you guys play video games, I hate that all these years, Saints Row 4 is people like, that's just like that Grand Theft Auto ripoff, right? And it's like, Which, no. Okay, <laughs> let's go in order here and explain. The first Saints Row, I get it if you'd say that. Yeah. It was still more done or less was. very well, but you're just in a city. Yeah, it was, an, incre- it was an incredibly well done Grand like, Theft Auto mockery. Game, yeah. And it was very good. Had, had its own kind of personality. Then with the second one, they got more into the personality and the ridiculous. It established itself as being definitely more over the top and oh, yeah. fun than Grand Theft Auto, which some people didn't like. I thought it was way better. It was. Oh, plus you could drive the cars without slamming them in the walls because they weren't bricks on exactly. butter. Like, which I believe Grand Theft Auto will correct. I fucking they hope so. They said they would. They brought it up. But so Saints Row 2, you started like, and I like it because all four of them follow the same characters, which is nice. So you have these years of seeing things grow. And two was pretty over the top, but it was like the gangs and all that. Mm-hmm. And then three, you always take over the whole city and fight the army. Yeah. And, it, and zombies and The like, personality, get, and Burt Reynolds is yeah. in it, and it gets way more crazy. And then with the fourth one, I love that finally they were just, you know, like, fuck it. Yeah. They're like, well, you gave us this money, so we're just going to go ahead and do whatever. It all, I mean, this is how the game starts, is now you're the president. You took over the country. Well, you're not the one. president yet when the game starts. You no. become the president because you you kill terrorists. Oh, yeah. That's right. And the, the game starts off in the first five minutes. You're riding on a nuclear missile, holding on to it, going towards space as it plays Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> and if you don't think that sounds good, you have no fun at yeah. all. No, it's the greatest because beginning to a game. It's such a great game and it plays so well. And then you become the president and aliens invade Earth mm-hmm. and they lock you up in a cyber world where you get superpowers yep. and have to defeat the aliens in this huge city. And Saints Row has come so far since the first one yeah. that they're just the most fun games to play. Even Saints Row 3, I described it as every mission felt like it'd be the final mission in the other game. Yeah, it really did. Huge and okay, also so fun. The very first mission is you rob a bank and steal the vault from the bank with a helicopter and have <laughs> to snipe dudes from. Yeah, like it's so crazy and like so much fun and like what I really liked about Saints Row Four was like uh, they did what Crackdown never could, yeah. which was like the second Crackdown was such a letdown. But this was like, they were like, it well, was. we saw what Crackdown did, but now we're just going to give you total freedom to do anything you want. Yeah, it's like Saints Row 4, you could definitely say, rips off a mix of Grand Theft Auto, like Infamous and Crackdown, and it does. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Yeah. So who cares? It's so much better for it. Like, they make it... Plus all their, uh, plus everything they do as far as like parodies of other games is so spot on and hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a part in Saints Row... Where it's uh, Saints of Rage, where it goes into 16 bit yeah. Streets of Rage. Mm-hmm. There's an entire Metal Gear Solid level in yeah. boss. I mean, they also make fun of like Mass Effect, like where you go to the ship and you can like yeah. romance the other characters oh, and they stuff do. like that. And, and they just, I mean, I get that some people aren't into games like that, like even Grand Theft Auto or that, and that's fine. It might not change your mind. But it, if you liked games like that, you should definitely get Saints Row 4. Because oh, God. I, I, I would recommend, I mean, even if you haven't ever played a Saints Row game, just yeah, get it because. 
in the first five minutes of the game, they give you superpowers where you can do anything that you care to do in the entire yeah, game. I mean, you don't use cars or guns by an hour into that game because you don't need to. No. And you don't miss it. Some people are like, would you miss it? No, it's so fun. No. You're having too much fun flying through the air and shooting ice at people. Yeah. And picking up cars and semis <laughs> and throwing them onto rooftops of skyscrapers. Plus, not to mention it's the only game. I mean, sometimes in Grand Theft Auto games, I like some of the diversions or whatever, some of the secondary missions and things like that. Like, uh, just, like, the stuff that they have out there where you can do, like, you know, like, the races and stuff. I don't, I don't really like races in games, but no. it's an example of things right. that they, like, extraneous things. But in Saints Row, every single extra activity that they have is fun as shit. Like, it it's is. one of the funnest things I've ever played because, like, one time you'll be in a giant robot blowing up the city because <laughs> you have to cause enough damage to, uh, you know, get a gold medal or whatever. Exactly. Or... You'll run into traffic and, you know, which has always been my favorite mini game was the uh, insurance fraud. Yes. Where you try, you, you try to inflict as much damage on your body as possible by running into traffic and getting hit by cars to defraud an insurance company. Exactly. Or, you know, any some, of like the other Some games stuff. you just suspend reality and belief. And it's yeah. fine. I actually cracked had an article. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Oh, the, the, the top five things that other video games could learn from, from Saints, Saints Row 4. The guy even said, he said, I'm a story-based guy. I love RPGs, but sometimes you don't need to worry too much about the plot. Yeah. Saints Row does have a plot that's interesting enough, but it is really, the yeah. gameplay, like you might be like, that doesn't make sense, but who cares when you're having that much fun? Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I played, yeah, I'll play anything as long as it's fun. I can't stop know? playing it. That, and I'm, I'm hooked on Minecraft again. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft, it's... The uniqueness of it is its gift and its curse. When you first get into Minecraft, you get so addictive for a few months. Mm. You're like, there's no goals. I don't have to, I have no goal. I can do whatever I want. Right. And it's awesome. But then two or three months later, you're like, I have no goals. I'm yeah, this bored. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then a few months later, like you pick it back up and have fun with it again. I don't know. I think, I wish they'd come out with updates for it faster because I think there's possibilities for Minecraft to keep it way more engaging for a longer time mm-hmm. and stuff they could do to make it more interactive and like battles and stuff. But yeah, I agree completely for what it is in a $20 game. I love yeah, it. Yeah. You can't really, I mean, the other night we had six people in my living room with six Xboxes all hooked up playing Minecraft. <laughs> that's <night>. awesome. <laughs> and you might think that's nerdy, but that's awesome. No, I think it's great. And I love that kind of shit. It was very fun. It was very fun, but we'll see if Grand Theft Auto can debunk Saints Row 4. I doubt it. I don't know. I mean, there's so, at this great. point, there's so much. There's so there's such different games they that are. like they've differentiated themselves enough that I'm like, well, same throw. I like it better as a series, personally, right. just because I enjoy it more. But I mean, Grand Theft Auto is still like my fa- like one of my favorite things. Anyway. Well, yeah, that being said, Grand Theft Auto Five does look amazing. Oh yeah, I can't wait. It looks I, I crazy. Also, their online mode looks like the most yes. insane. It's what it's what everyone would always want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, it looks exactly like what everybody always asked for and never got. Exactly. I'm excited about it for sure. Next week, we'll definitely talk about Grand Theft Auto Mm V. And hopefully it doesn't suck because four was not very good. No, and even the episodes and stuff weren't really. No, and San Andreas was so good. Yeah, San Andreas is the best one so far. But that's the other thing is like actually I liked – I thought the Battle of Gay Tony was better than – I agree. Grand Theft Auto 4. I, I thought agree. it was just a better game. I thought that it was more interesting. The characters were more interesting, you know? Because, like, Grand Theft Auto, like, the problem I have with it is when they try and get too into telling, like, a realistic story. Yeah. It's like I get what they were trying to do with, like, the Nico Bellic thing. Right. But leave that for a different game because it isn't, it doesn't work. When, 
you're this dude and you're worried about like the violence and is violence like a good thing or a bad thing inherently and that's like the, right. the issue they're tackling and like what the American dream means and shit like that doesn't work when you can immediately walk into a store buy a rocket launcher and just start shooting everything right. with it because there's no like remorse there that's you're true. a mass murderer at that point who doesn't care but then in the next cutscene is like but what does it mean what should I be a violent person right. why do you that's get true. And then they give you like the choice to like shoot people or not shoot them or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, but the the choices carry no weight at all. Like That's there's nothing. Your goes right back to what they were. That's exactly. An interesting take on it. But like, so it's like I'm kind of hoping like in this one maybe that they don't go so serious with it. It's yeah. a little more whatever. Definitely. But it looks that way. Next week I also want to talk about Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. We'll get Man, to that. I have sure. many opinions on that. <laughs> so I. And I will say that I never thought I'd be saying I was going to get a PS4, but I'm Me pretty neither. sure I am. Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to get too. And I know that because my friend that runs GameStop, it's funny, uh, the one by my house, there was like 94 PS4s on pre-order and 16 Xbox Ones. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Microsoft. That, that whole thing, like, at the beginning. Yeah. everything from the beginning. Yeah. But then, like, they reversed it, but that doesn't matter. Everybody backpedaling as PS4 mm-hmm. keeps on going, look at this awesome game coming out. Yeah, I know. And, like, Microsoft they do have a lot of good ones. backpedaling what they're going to do. So maybe it's, like, every generation. Because I thought PS2 killed Xbox. Yeah. I thought 360 killed PS3. Yeah. And now maybe it's going to reverse. I like, I mean, I, I'm excited about the PS4. I might buy a three six or an Xbox One, like, way down the line. Yeah, now, like I mean, when it's, when I get might one. end up getting both. I already got a Wii U, and that was dumb. Oh, God, you got one of those I don't know things? Why I did what it? Is it? I well, don't you know. always buy, like, whatever comes out, so that makes sense. But <laughs> I know. Was, even that, I feel like you sh- you would have looked at and been like, Ugh. Well, I wanted Lego City Undercover, which was True. awesome. Yeah, it is a good game. The one good game for the system right yeah. now. Literally. Yeah, I can't think Still there no Super Smash Brothers, Still no Zelda, Still yeah. no Mario. I just, Nintendo, and Nintendo is still in the Stone Age when it comes to online play. Yeah, that's true. Like, and basically everything else. They keep adding, like, stupid things to their system instead of, like, the things that people want. Exactly. But they're still selling because of the family stuff, so yeah. I guess they know what they're doing to a degree. Yeah, but even the Wii U doesn't sell very well. It's mostly the DS and the Wii that that's keeps true. them afloat now. I do like my 3DS. That being said, yeah. the games are awesome for it, but I always have the 3D turned off. Yeah, what was the sucks. point of that gimmick? It doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't look cool. It gives you a headache. Yeah, I was about to say it's kind of like the virtual boy. But the games for it are awesome. Yeah, I, I like the I like the DS a lot. I agree with that. We should uh, we should probably plug something. Well, I was gonna say because this will be up on Saturday. Ah. If anybody in Cincinnati is around next Wednesday on the 18th, I have a show at May Day. If you want to come watch me be funny, I'm also gonna be doing live uh, on stage um, acted out versions of uh, stories from my work blog. Tales from the Break Room. Which we need to tap into next week. Yeah. Next week's episodes need some of those stories. Yeah, if you want to read them, they're at tfbr.tumblr.com. So uh, come to May Day next Wednesday, and it's free, and it's 21 and up, so I don't know, but you can go fuck yourself if you're not 21 and up. Yeah, seriously. And if anybody's around this weekend, Cincinnati or anywhere, I'm going to be painting the inside of my house. Oh. So Are they invited, or are you yeah, just saying paint. it? Well, I feel like it won't take that long. You get a lot of people there. Exactly. So but it might turn up. out pretty slap shot and awful. Well, I'll have a whip. I'll be watching. I don't have any shoddy paint. You should bring a sledgehammer. That's, I'll whip that sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any shows coming up? No. We leave for I was going to say I didn't think October you did. October 4th. Full U.S. tour with a band called Real Friends, a band called Penimento, Forever Came Calling. And you can go to mixtapesohio.com and check our tour dates. And we'll probably be coming somewhere near you because it's a full U.S. tour. And we'll be playing songs that are awesome. Oh, yeah. 
Let's stare right in your eyes. <laughs> so this is Big Snackers. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening. And have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Yeah. And lick that sledgehammer. Day, she'd like to go for a ride. December in Florida, and there was no snow, so I asked her to we should like to go down to Spade Drive on the Southern Pier. She had ice to flash on her wrist and ears. Not cool like that, but I guess it fit in. Next day, she let me meet all her friends. We went full, and this girl was paid. Going to punk rock, drink lemonade. With all my homies down to this chick's house. I fell in love one day, and I can't get down. Yeah, we watch TV. Are you at home thinking of me? Am I gonna be alone again? Only been played the once, girlfriend. Yeah, we watch TV. Are you at home thinking of me? Am I gonna be alone again? White skinned hoops are sparkling eyes. If looks like Kayla wouldn't be alive. Cause I'm pretty sure you're wet, my girl. So we the sunny side and come to my world. Work carry coke and Mountain Dew dreams where nothing's ever as it seems. And I've never had this feeling in my stomach before. Used to get on and get overhauled. Paul Meadow Gutter was a kind of place. Drug dealers kill us all over the place. Kelly Watson, you mean the world to me. So let's hang out all night and watch TV. Kelly, watch TV. Are you at home thinking of me? Am I gonna be alone again? Or I'm gonna play the once girlfriend? Kelly, watch TV. Are you at home thinking of me? Am I gonna be for you, I can join a gang down here with Dana on when you always need to impress you. It all be okay as long as you hold my hand every day. And my boys, we be hooking it up, tearing up down south in all the clubs. You can come with me wherever I go so I can see your face more and more. See on the west side, we so every night. I'll be with you because you're so fly, Kelly Watson. You made the world to me. Let's hang on all night and watch TV. Kelly, watch TV. Are you at home thinking of me? Am I going to be alone again? I'm going to play once to Kelly, watch TV. Are you at home thinking of me? Am I gonna be all alone again? Only been playing once with your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you at home thinking of me? Am I gonna be all alone again? Only been playing once, girlfriend.